the myth, as you say, yeah. sometimes is if you believe God enough, right. if you prayed you more, if you read your Bible more, more, then you shouldn't need. Yeah. And that's where the guilt is. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truth Podcast. I'm Carrie hanging out with Susan. Hello. So the last couple of weeks have been phenomenal conversations. Yes. We invited our friend and colleague, Aaron, mm-hmm. to join us to talk about um, just some ways that mental health and the church have kind of maybe been at odds. There's been some problems there, but mm-hmm. we've um, seen people experience some hurt before, and we hear it a lot from our clients, and so we wanted to have a couple conversations about those things. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. We've heard a lot, actually, mm-hmm. we wanted to address them, and from our from our listeners, mm-hmm. we have heard, and so we wanted to respond to those. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do want to point out, and Carrie, Carrie and I have talked about this, mm-hmm. is there are so many healthy, healthy, healthy churches. I'm in one, right. you're in one, yeah. and so we're not just, you know, Know, talking about right. just the negative, yes. we do want to address mm-hmm. and let our listeners know they're heard. There is so much spiritual abuse mm-hmm. out, out there. That's a term mm-hmm. that we use in right. here that we see on our sofa yeah. in our sessions. Yeah. Aaron sees it. You see it. I see it. Many of our therapists mm-hmm. see it. That's a topic that mm-hmm. we at least want to dip our finger right. in. We are certainly not covering it no. completely, but we have dipped our finger in mm-hmm. the first two sessions. And so we're going to kind of continue that continue just a bit yes you know for our third session on a little lighter note if you will yeah but still on that theme yes i would say and i'm kind of excited about this because as we've been kind of talking through this and planning the last few podcasts about how do we even tackle this subject there's Mm -hmm. so much there it's a big one um there's so many people who've been on the receiving end of some hurtful comments and and i appreciate aaron's story because it really helped to remind me that a lot of times those hurtful comments are not coming from a place of mean-spiritedness it is generally just like i don't know what to say. And so I said the wrong thing. And that seems to happen a lot. And Mm -hmm. so we definitely want to address it because we see it in the room Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. But today we're going to be going through and kind of debunking some things that we've heard either personally Mm -hmm. that have been taught or passed on Mm -hmm. in our communities of faith or statements that our clients have made to us about like, I was always taught this, or somebody said this to me. And those are the statements that makes Susan go, wait, what? (laughs) They said, what? (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Exactly. Stop the bus. Stop the bus. Mm -hmm. So, so the first myth that I want to talk about is, and I actually have a statistic for this first one that kind of sets it up. And I'm really curious to see what you think about this statistic. Okay. So a survey. I've not heard this. Right? You have not heard okay. this. A survey was done where they asked recipients this question. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or disagree with the following statement? With just Bible study and prayer alone, people with serious mental illness like depression, bipolar disorder, and schizophrenia could overcome mental illness. Of those who identified as born-again, evangelical, or fundamental Christians, 48% said yes, 
What? Through Bible study and prayer alone, people with depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, etc. could overcome their mental illness. Soon as it is literally clamping her mouth shut as I'm reading the statistic. 48%. That's nearly half. It is. Of the people surveyed said that they believe that through Bible study and prayer alone, alone they can overcome mental illness. Wow. What do you say to that? I don't agree with that. Yeah. What do you say to that? I do not agree with that at all because I lived it. Mm -hmm. Like I had severe depression Mm -hmm. and I tried Bible study and prayer and it did not work. And Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, I was shamed. And I thought there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I thought not something wrong with me of I have a mental illness, but something Mm -hmm. wrong with me of my faith is not good enough. I must not be right with God. Mm -hmm. You know, I was actually told every time I tell this story to Susan, she gets angry and 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 that makes me feel happy. But (laughs) I actually had a well-meaning person in the church come up to me who had found out that I was struggling with depression to the point where I was having suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. And a member of the church came up to me and said, you know, Carrie, scripture says that in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And if you don't have joy in your life, it must be because you're not spending enough time in the presence of God. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who was already struggling to get out of bed. Of course. All I thought was, but all I'm doing is praying. I'm begging God Mm -hmm. to take this away from me. And so what that did is just heap on a load of shame. shame. Right. Mm -hmm. That's all that did. All it did. And make you more depressed. Right. And more. Yeah. 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 And so, again, a well-meaning person who was trying to help, but it had the opposite effect. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started taking medication Mm -hmm. and going to therapy that Mm -hmm. my depression began to lift, Mm -hmm. you know. So from your perspective, as somebody who does love God and does love counseling, Mm -hmm. what is the truth mm-hmm. about how do we overcome mental illness? Oh, and I love Jesus with all of my heart. I love him. And, you know, God speaks to us through himself, mm-hmm. through his word mm-hmm. and through his people. Yeah. And he uses all of those and he uses himself through his people mm-hmm. and through his people And all different avenues, because I always say, as you know, Carrie, that God is such a creative God. So do what only you can do. Even in scripture, he tells us, cast all of your anxiety, Mm -hmm. all your fears, all your upon me because Mm -hmm. I care for you. And he cares for us Mm -hmm. deeply. But he uses so many different. There's no but. He uses Mm -hmm. so many different avenues Mm individually mm-hmm. so he may serve you very differently right. than he does me exactly because our needs are so sure. so much different that requires different things for all of us mm-hmm. and so i think he uses physicians yes and he uses counselors right and he uses friends mm-hmm. trusted friends mm-hmm. he uses pastors mm-hmm. he uses again his word yeah. himself but through them and sometimes that does require medication mm-hmm. and when you go to therapy if you happen to be on medication and you you're still loving jesus mm-hmm. he's using all, all of, of that. that yeah to draw you to himself. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to ask you something, Karen, mm-hmm. and think very, I don't know the answer to this, yeah. as much as we've mentored mm-hmm. each other. I mean, I've mentored you and, yeah. you and you've talked to me and shared me with your story with me. During that deepest 
deepest depression, mm-hmm. were you able to spend a lot of time with Jesus? Were mm. you able mm-hmm. to spend time in his word? Mm. When Honestly, you were, uh-huh, no, honest. it was hard. That's right. Right. That's right. Because one of the symptoms of depression mm. is an inability to function. That's right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I really, when I've got somebody on my sofa that is either super, super depressed, mm-hmm. uh, severe anxiety mm-hmm. is what we call it, or they have really high anxiety. Mm-hmm. I ask that question yeah. on either end of the spectrum. Yeah. And they say the same thing. If they have severe anxiety, mm-hmm. I will say, are you able to be really focused mm-hmm. on Jesus? Yeah. Focused on the word and they Always, I will use that superlative. They say, absolutely not. I'm so distracted. I do not know. I desperately want to talk to Jesus. I have to be honest with you. I have to be transparent. And I will tell you no. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that medication, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying always, Mm -hmm. but for some people, it gives them the focus that they then can turn to God and say, I'm back. Yeah. I mean, I can, I yeah. can, I can be back. I can function again. I can, I can re-engage in the things that I used, used to. to. Yeah. And uh, who I want to re-engage with the most is right. Jesus. Yeah. What I want to do the most is study His Word. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want that again yeah. so desperately and reconnect with God, both in that severe depression, get back to myself, and the severe anxiety, get back to myself. Yes. And sometimes it requires that. But the myth, as you say, yeah. sometimes is if you believe God enough, if you prayed more, if you read your Bible more, more, then you shouldn't need. And that's where the guilt and shame comes in. Well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe there's there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one in the world that feels this way Mm -hmm. or I'm a bad person. Here's the worst one. I am not worthy. I'm bad. I'm not good enough. Which is shame. Mm -hmm. which you get this identity instead of the identity of Christ. Yeah. So that one's debunked. Mental illness can be fixed through faith alone, but oftentimes requires other interventions, whatever that may look like. That would be the truth. Yeah. That would be the truth. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to tell you something that was told to me? Yes, please. And then you can turn that from Mm -hmm. a a debunk to Mm -hmm. a truth. I have adult onset seizures. Mm-hmm. I'm considered epileptic, mm-hmm. but adult onset seizures. Mm-hmm. Now, mine are under control now. Right. Praise God. Yes. Medicaid stops me from nothing, mm-hmm. as you well know. Right. I am a human that has them. I'm yes. not an epileptic who mm-hmm. stays home. At first, mm-hmm. Carrie, they were. I mean, they were mm-hmm. pretty debilitating. Sure. I had them all, multiple times a day because mm. we didn't ha- know the right. What I didn't had. know what was going on no. or what to do. Yeah, and how many? Oh my gosh, we couldn't figure out the right meds. Mm-hmm. It was just. I had a pastor tell me mm. it was because of the sin <gasps> in my life. No. Yes, Susan, Carrie, that's not okay. And how did that make me feel? Oh, like a terrible person. All. Right. Right. I'm telling you, like the woman, how it made you feel shame. Yes. Wanted to put covers over your head. And here you are walking through this horribly hard thing. And then shame is heaped on top of that. I was scared out of my mind. Yeah. The first one that ever happened to Mm -hmm. me. And then I was having six or seven a day. Mm. I didn't know what was going on. And then I get that phone call. Mm. And I was it just shook me. Now, I know what Scripture says. Mm-hmm. 
Jesus clearly said, yes. it is yeah. not the sin from the illness. It's not from the sin yes. of the parents and the, and the son. Yeah. But I... And I know that, but to hear it right from a and pastor, even if we can know that, yes. you were in a very vulnerable, vulnerable. Weak state, yes. And then someone with authority says yes. this to you, and I'm assuming that that caused you to stop for at least a moment oh. and go, "Is there sin in my life? Yes. Is this? Am I being punished? Of course. Right. Even though your head knows it, yes. Man, it did something to my heart. Yeah. And it just threw me and it set me back. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you because you are exactly right. Mm -hmm. It was someone in authority Mm -hmm. that a spiritual quote Mm -hmm. leader. Right. And it was just like you question. Is it true? Especially when you're that vulnerable. Right. And this was years ago, Mm -hmm. but still. Guess what I'm doing right mm-hmm. now? I vividly yes. remember right. where I was, exactly. when the phone rang, mm-hmm. who it was, my response yeah. to it, and it nearly knocked me down sure. to my feet. I yeah. just couldn't believe it. Sure. And again, like we said on either the first or the second podcast with Aaron, uh-huh. words right. give life or they kill. Or words kill. Yes. And when you were in severe depression, mm-hmm. those words that she said to you right. killed. Yes. And the words that, that pastor said to me killed. Right. Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. debunk that one. Yes. About illness. So we, and I, you're not the only one who's heard that. Oh my gosh, no. This illness was caused by sin. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here thinking, you're married to a physician, (laughs) right? His job is to sit with people who are sick and help them get better, right? Mm -hmm. And if anyone was equipped by God to be a physician, it's Steve Goss, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He's just gifted at that work that he does. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm just sitting here going, I don't know how to make these two things compute that Mm -hmm. God has given us people to sit with the sick and Mm -hmm. give medication. I have a son who has a chronic illness and I'm like, where would we be without the doctors who have literally saved his life? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting across from me healthy, not debilitated Mm -hmm. because Doctors have stepped into your life and said, Susan, take this medication. And God's used them. Yes. God's used them. Yes. In my life, mm-hmm. he has definitely used them. Right. right. And of course, there's sin from the beginning of sure. time. It's sure. Sure. The world and bad things are going to happen yes. that we don't even understand. But a God who punishes us mm-hmm. because of sin by mm-hmm. giving us a debilitating illness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where is evidence of that? Right. In the scriptures. Right. And right. there's just not. Mm-hmm. There's not. And so, no. If there's sin in your life, that's that's one issue. That's right. If there's sickness in your life, that's a different issue. And let's separate those two things. Mm-hmm. And anybody who tries to tie them together, we're just, mm-hmm. we're not going to listen to mm-hmm. them, right? And depression, anxiety, right. illness. Right. Mm-hmm. All of it is tied together. Now, God's used my illness. Absolutely. God's used your depression. Sure. God's used our anxiety. Yes. And how can he use this illness? Mm-hmm. We pray that. Now, that is a great point for us. Absolutely. In, in debunking mm-hmm. all this. How can God use my adult onset to help others? And as part of my testimony, yeah. how can he use the, your severe mm-hmm. depression in the life of others? Mm-hmm. Because God does not ever waste anything. Sure. That's a great point for mm-hmm. us to make here to the listeners. And because he 
truly does not waste. But yeah, we can debunk. We're going to debunk that one. Okay, so here's another one that I've heard often. Okay. That I want to know what you have to say about it as somebody who specializes in marriage therapy. Okay. So the myth that I've heard is if you love God enough, your marriage will be good. Oh, well. Right? (laughs) That sounds really nice, it doesn't does. it? Would you make me a sign so I can <laughs> hang it in my office here? Would you? Right in front Would of my sofa? Would you hang it in your office? Actually, you know, to be serious, in the very last podcast, mm-hmm. so people need to listen to last week's mm-hmm. podcast, we semi- Covered this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. feel, I feel like we kind of yeah, covered this. Yeah, because we were talking about, we, like, as long as we've got God, you know, like, our marriage is going to be okay because God loves us, right? Yes. It's so, just this yeah. kind of Pollyanna we did. thing. We did, because I hear this. I have heard mm-hmm. what you just said as well. Wife says, I love Jesus. Husband says, I love Jesus. So, therefore, mm-hmm. we, the weakness right. of the marriage, we're going to be okay. And um, Or they're on your couch going, I don't know why I'm here. We both love God and our marriage is falling apart. Yes. And everyone told us as long as we love God and serve God, Mm -hmm. we'd have a happy marriage. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot to unpack. But what we had discussed in our last podcast is for one thing, we got a self-defense mechanism Mm -hmm. going on. We use the term, which was really a newer term for Aaron and myself. Mm -hmm. You used the term God block Mm -hmm. where we're saying, oh, yeah, well, we love God, so we're going to be okay." Minimizing the issues of the marriage, thus why they're in marriage therapy. So we do have issues, but we love God, so it's going to be okay. One, number one. It's great that they love God. Number two, they're ignoring the issues Mm -hmm. that they've got to work through. Mm -hmm. So what we landed on, Mm -hmm. which was wonderful, and I'll just make a blanket statement that our relationships, in this case marriage, are as healthy as we are as individuals. And so the individual has got to allow God to Mm -hmm. work in and through them. But they've Mm -hmm. got to do individual work Mm -hmm. with God. And we also landed on these verses, like if God says, cast your anxiety onto me because I care for you, Mm -hmm. cast your depression, Mm -hmm. cast your fears, Mm -hmm. cast cast your marriage Mm -hmm. on me because I care for you. This is not, these are not words of passivity. These are not verses of passivity. So we have to do our own individual Mm -hmm. work. Which is not passive. Right. And so we cannot loosely say, we love God, so Mm -hmm. our marriage is okay. Yeah. It's great to love God, but Mm -hmm. he he says... He designed us actually to need yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So we have to release, which is not passive, mm-hmm. our control, mm-hmm. and we have to do our own work with God. Yeah. So we got to get in there yeah. and do it because those two individuals on the sofa have got to get mm-hmm. with God and do their own work. Mm-hmm. And so that I can see them, my, my spouse, yeah. through their lens. Yeah. And so I got to be strong to do that. God's just not going to. Magically make everything magically right. make it wonderful. Yeah, because the reality is, marriage is hard. It's very hard, and it requires work. It mm-hmm. requires education. It requires learning, mm-hmm. and most of us don't enter into marriage with all of the skills that we need mm-hmm. to have a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, learning, being educated, doing your own work—these are all things that are mm-hmm. necessary. To have a healthy relationship. They are very intentional. It is. And so to me, that's really comforting because 
if the marriage is hard and you've been taught, well, as long as you love God, your marriage is going to be good. It begins to bring that shame it back does. again of, it does. well, maybe I don't love God enough. Maybe we're not serving God enough. And no, the reality is marriage is just hard. It is. Two people sharing a life together causes mm-hmm. conflict. And then you face the challenges that come with every relationship, whether that's financial or in-laws or parenting. Like, it's just a stressful environment. And all of our marriages need help from one time to another, right? Mm-hmm. It does. And so, no, I'm not going to hang that sign. Okay, good. Uh, there. Because at the bottom of the sign would have to be... A disclaimer? <laughs> yeah. That you'll have a lot of shame. Okay, so one more for us to tackle. Oh. And I feel like this one's going to be a tough one. Uh Uh-oh. Because, you know, I think it's a little bit easier for us to say, yeah, sometimes our marriages are hard, even if we love God and even if we're trying Mm -hmm. our hardest. But this one is, if you're a good enough Christian, your kids will turn out to be okay. Do you know that I've actually heard that from Mm -hmm. the pulpit before? Mm -hmm. I have too. Have you? I have. I've actually heard that from the pulpit before. Yeah. And mm -mm. right. Because then what do you do Mm -hmm. if one of your kids Mm -hmm. is not living their life the way that you think that they should? That's right. That is from the pulpit. You are just combining, again, a lot of guilt and shame. Yeah. And I feel like and this goes back to circle talk. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, yes, we are tasked with the responsibility of raising our children Mm -hmm. and pouring into their lives and giving them everything that they need. But eventually they become adults. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, their behavior moves outside of our circle Mm -hmm. and into God's territory. That's right. And then the only part of that that I'm now responsible for is my motherhood. That's right. Right. What does motherhood look like for me as it relates to, and then say your child. Yes. Yes. Because if you have four or five, Mm -hmm. motherhood is going to be different for every single one of them. And you're right. Mm -hmm. They're in God's hands. You can't, you cannot control your adult children. Yeah. Every single time we have a class for parenting to the adult Mm -hmm. child, it fills up like in 10 seconds. You know that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So our children's decisions as adults are their decisions, are their decisions. Mm -hmm. It's not a direct reflection on whether or not we raise them right. Mm -hmm. They they know they have the foundation of love. They know they're unconditionally loved. God gives us free choice. Mm-hmm. Does he not? He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm accountable for my own actions. That's right. My mom's definitely not, <laughs> you know? So I think to be able to kind of, I think that gives some peace. Mm-hmm. I know that has for me because what adult child gets through unscathed without making mm-hmm. mistakes and, mm-hmm. you know, stumbling here or there and to mm-hmm. just be able to like release that and say, you know what, they're, they're on their own journey and mm-hmm. I'm here mm-hmm. and I'm always going to be here, but mm-hmm. Well, and it's like scripture says, I mean, we definitely, as his children, can grieve Mm. the Holy Spirit. Mm. Mistakes happen. Our adult children, especially if they make wrong decisions, Mm -hmm. it can grieve us. Sure. But we still unconditionally love our child. Yeah. But we're not in control. Right. Of our adult child. Yeah. And so we have to release them. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... I think this, I hope this is helpful. Yes. Yes. Oh, you mean debunking? Yes. Yes. I hope it is too. Yes. And there may be a lot of other things. There are so many more. We could go on and on and on. Yes. I've heard so many things in the office, as I know you have, about 
abuse of authority mm-hmm. and oh it's just unbelievable what yeah. we hear it truly is along with how many wonderful things mm-hmm. I, again i don't right. want to there's balance there there's balance but yeah. wow yeah the things that people have to work through mm-hmm. it's it's truly unbelievable mm-hmm. the things that people have survived yeah. spiritually right. like what we call spiritual abuse yeah. and i think it's so hard carrie because it's again what we said in the last podcast spiritual abuse that's your it's such a deep intimate place yeah of 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 supposed to be safety yes yeah Yeah. and it can cause a lot of pain oh my word yeah but i think one of the things that i'm hearing from you today is it's okay for us to examine Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. and to hold it and say this is what i've been taught but is it actually true right you do need to examine it with the mm-hmm. Word of God mm-hmm. and act on what is true. Mm-hmm. You live in truth. Yeah. It says, John eight thirty two, the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. You live in truth. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. That's why we're debunking. Yes. No more of that. It debunking untruth. Right. Um, so that we can let the truth have its proper place in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, thanks for helping us debunk some common myths. Yes, you too. (laughs) I hope it helps our listeners. I do too. And we will see you guys next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.